Amid the pandemic, Greater Taipei's pre-sale property market is booming. From January to September, 96 residential properties came on the Taipei market for the first time. A record high 83 of them are pre-sale property, meaning they're being offered for sale before being built. Over in New Taipei, 131 of 177 new properties are offered for pre-sale, setting another record for the city. Due to low bank interest rates in the COVID era, liquidity is high and enthusiasm for buying a home is on the rise. Compared to finished properties, pre-sale homes offer more flexible payment terms, which could be what's making them more attractive to buyers. Taiwan is full of forgotten structures and old buildings that no one would look twice at. And over the course of time, many are torn down to make way for new development. Today in our Sunday special report, we visit two buildings right on the brink of demolition. Join us as we explore these remnants of a past time and meet the people who tried to save them. The potter pushes with his feet to make the potter's wheel spin faster and then nimbly molds the clay into shape. Traditionally, these were skills all potters had to master. But ever since the advent of electric pottery wheels, skills that were once foundational have become all but lost. At Snake Kiln in Miaoli's Junan Township, second-generation potter Ling Ruihua still powers up his manual pottery wheel. These days, everyone asks, what are you doing keeping that thing around? But if you understand this culture and the skills involved, you'd know that this is something money can't buy. What money can't buy are the skills of traditional pottery that could be lost to time. Of even greater concern to Ling Ruihua is Snake Kiln. It's one of only three remaining kilns in Taiwan, and it faces a threat to its existence. Located in Miaoli's Junan Township, Snake Kiln used to be known as Hengfa Ceramics Factory. In 1972, Ling Ruihua's father, Ling Tianfu, designed and built the kiln. As one of Taiwan's few intact kilns remaining, and because it is still being put to use, the building was listed as one of the 100 nationwide historical sites in 2002. It also received recognition from the Miaoli County government as an historical building. Snake Kiln has a very long history, and it is very valuable to Taiwan's ceramics culture. Early on, kilns were quite ubiquitous. Every area in Taiwan had its own kiln. They all had their own snake kiln. The 23-meter-long snake kiln in Junan specialized in making flower pots during the 1970s. Every time the kiln was lit, the potter had to watch it straight for five days and five nights. Every time, it could produce more than 10,000 ceramic products. Why is this kiln so precious? Because this is the only brick kiln in Taiwan. The United Nations protects brick and clay structures, so at the time, we registered it on the basis of its rarity. Aside from the physical structure of the kiln itself, the building also features Ling Tianfu's unique architectural design. When heated to high temperatures up to 1,300 degrees Celsius, the building's design prevents the heat from dissipating. If you look at other existing firewood kilns, there is not one that lets pots get this close when lit and not feel the heat it generates. Most of them require you to wear protective masks and fireproof clothing. This is an intangible cultural asset that was left to us by Lin Tianfu. 
。只要有建筑的地方，全部都要拆掉。包括天府的长设、长设山，包括窑炉啦、这瓶子窑啦，呃，全部都要拆了。Today, the very existence of snake kiln is at risk. The owner of all rights to the property, Lin Zhuihua's older sister, sued to have the building torn down and won the first ruling in the case. In the future, the kiln itself and its many facilities could be torn down. Everyone thinks that I'm in a battle with my sister over property rights. If it were just about property rights, I would have given in to her a long time ago. What I want is to see the survival of the place where my father's spirit resides. It's not just his works. The main point is that he built a kiln that has spirit. Ling Ruihua hopes to preserve not only Snake Kiln itself, but also the skills that were passed down to him by his father. Of course, we hope to preserve the kiln, but the skills are what we most care about. Passing on pottery skills is part of that. The building of the kiln alone involves several technical abilities. One is the skill of building the kiln itself, and sometimes the kiln will collapse when it's burning. How would you perform the emergency repair? These are all part of what's called traditional knowledge. So the question is whether you want to preserve the history of technology. Preserving such knowledge is arguably in the public interest, but the kiln is private property. That's a conflict that's played out numerous times in recent years. When FTV reporters approached this building for an interview, they were turned away and denied entry. Located behind Taichung Railway Station, much controversy has risen in recent years surrounding the preservation of this building, which once housed the Japanese-era Tengaiten Gekijo Theater. The current owners of the property said they do not want to preserve it. Cultural heritage workers have campaigned to save it. You can see the walls of this building are all made from reinforced concrete. Reinforced concrete was a new thing back then, and so it was very expensive. From a structural standpoint, it was very advanced for its time. That's why it was able to stand up to earthquakes. Tengaiten Gekijo was built during the Japanese colonial era, commissioned in 1936 by a Taiwanese man named Wu Ziyu. The Japanese government at the time was focused on developing the area in front of the station. So Wu Ziyu, wanting to develop the area behind the station, spent a lot of money to have it built. He wanted to use a cultural structure to spur the development of the area behind the station. So in 1933, he made the decision to build something that, compared with any theater in the area in front of the station, was a much more luxurious privately owned theater. There were people like Lin Xiantang. In his diary, his eponymously titled diary, he wrote many times that he went to Tengaiten Gekijio and he went somewhere nearby. For example, he went to Miyahara's optometry clinic to have his eyes checked. He would have the whole day planned out. Tengaiten Gekijio spans an area of around 400 pings. Designed by government general of Taiwan technical expert Saito Tetsujiro, the theater stage employed a rarely seen design. It also incorporated a uniquely styled roof, which was perhaps most impressive to people at the time. Especially because the roof used a steel structure with beams that spanned 18 meters. 
For the time, you could say it was Taiwan's first steel structure spanning that distance, and it was a privately built structure. So I think this aspect of the building is very special. Tengaiten Gekijo was once Taiwan's most elegant theater. To determine the value in preserving it, the Ministry of Culture and local authorities spent 3.5 million NT to commission an academic study on the building. The results of the study determined that there was a high degree of value in preserving the old theater. But in March, the Taichung city government restarted deliberation on the issue and resolved not to designate the theater as a cultural asset. In April, during the Tomb Sweeping Day holiday, the owners of the property commissioned workers to tear the theater down. The Ministry of Culture dispatched officials to the site to stop the work, citing a provisional designation for the building as an historic site. If the property owners agreed, the city officials would be much more willing to designate it as a cultural asset. All they need is one person to agree, but currently there are none. So the city changed its stance and it doesn't dare designate it as such. It's come up with a multitude of reasons. For example, they said there is no value in it. Behind the scenes, the real reason is that the owners won't agree, so it's at an impasse. The country should protect cultural assets, but it must also guarantee the rights of property owners. When there is a conflict between these two principles, the question becomes how to reasonably compensate the owners. Perhaps they could even be convinced that once the restoration work is complete, the property will be of even greater value. This could be the crux of solving the issue. Now all they can think about is the value of the land, but if they felt that the value would go up if the building were kept, they would be willing to keep it. So imagine if today you were to revitalize the theater, using it to create some profit. All the property owners would be stakeholders. So it would mean that these stakeholders get profit, not just money from selling the land. It is a more sustainable approach. Maybe it would even work out to more profit. Sitting behind Taichung Railway Station, Tengaiten Gekijo has a prime location as well as notable heritage. Conservationists see a diamond in the rough. They say if local authorities recover it and put it to use, the old theater could help spur development on the surrounding area. Lin Zhuihua is bracing for a long fight to protect Snake Kiln. He has his own hopes for what the kiln becomes. If it can be entrusted to someone, that would be my first choice. That is, if it could become a public asset. I am willing to dedicate the rest of my life to getting together the money to keep it here and have it become a public cultural asset. I have no children, so I have no reason to fight for money or assets. But I want to see this culture and these skills be forever preserved. Profit from property sales can be an enticing thing, but when an old building is gone, it's gone for good. Heritage that is destroyed can't be brought back. Knowing what to keep, at the expense of revenue, requires us to muster up all the clarity of our collective wisdom. Taiwan's northern regions experienced on and off drizzles on the last day of the long weekend. This rain pattern is expected to continue until Tuesday, and the weather for the coming week is expected to remain on the cool side. As Typhoon Changhong pulls away from Taiwan, another tropical storm, Linfa, has formed over the waters southwest of the Hunchun Peninsula. It is forecast to move toward Vietnam and will have no direct impact on Taiwan. It's been a typhoon-free year for Taiwan so far, and it's already October. But the Central Weather Bureau says typhoons could still form in as late as December.